Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast with Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg. Well, hello. Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast. Pastor Greg here with Pastor Brad. How are you doing today, Pastor Brad? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's been a good day. The fall is in the air. Feels like fall. Feels like fall. Next week for Nortonsville Church of God is the famous event of apple butter. Are you taking a cruise next week? I've taken a cruise. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've been told if I do that, I better just not come back. <laughs> just stay on the cruise. Right? Yeah. So, yep, apple butter, uh, like a 53, 54-year tradition uh, continues on. We did have to miss uh, the year 2020 mm. because of COVID. But... Um, you factor that out, 53 or 54 years tradition. So That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing stuff. It's a lot of work, too. A lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. Well, speaking of pretty amazing and speaking of a lot of work, uh, we had our minister's meeting for the state uh, earlier this week. And Pastor Brad was elected, along with, um, along with Pastor Jacob also, to the state youth board. So, Pastor Brad... Tell me a little bit about what that means. What is uh, congratulations first? Thank you. Um, and tell us a little bit about what that means to be on the state youth board. What does the state youth board do? Well, it's my first year, so I'm still gonna kind of figure it all figure out, all that out firsthand. Right? But um, <laughs> essentially, we help out with our youth events or different functions throughout the year. Biggest one being youth camp in the summer. Youth camps, and let's talk about that a second because. There may be some parents of NCOGers listening, or even folks connected around, because youth camps are open to anybody. Mm. So um, three weeks of camps, right? Yep. And basically elementary, then kind of a middle age and a high school. Yeah. To to be rough, uh, but talk about youth camp a little bit. What what happens there? Man, youth camp is some amazing days, like out of your year. Uh, a lot of people, <laughs> Mr. B looks to Mr. that's, that's B, one of his yes. top three favorite places and of he's all a, time. he's an icon he is an icon yeah at, at camp he's no he's a legend. legend yes he is um but it really is like he's not the only one so many of us look towards youth camp each and every year because it really is a week uh for each student like when it comes your your age group and that week that you're able to actually go and attend camp uh it really is that week for you to unplug and really fo- refocus on god and there's so many times that I mean, how just looking at the ministers in the state, how many of them have been called to ministry at, at camp, camp or yes, healings yes. that have taken place at camp, salvation that's taken place at camp, mm-hmm. uh, people rededicating their life to Christ. Like, there's just so many different things. This past year, we did baptisms, which haven't happened for a while. Yeah, it was that, first time in a long time. That's was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was probably one of the coolest experiences I, I ever got to have at camp was just watching campers, especially campers that come from your own cabin. Like, you know, you're, uh, you, right, you don't right. always know everybody that comes into your cabin, but you get to watch them grow and develop over a week. Yes. Um, and just watching, just that just that small amount of time watching God work in a student's life right? and, and, and be so impactful in such a short time is one of the coolest things ever. It's a lot packaged into a week. It really is. It, can, can you walk amazing. us through, walk us through like a typical day of youth camp? Yeah. So... You wake up super early, which is not that early, but for teens, it's really early. Especially summer day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some some of us wake up like in the afternoon on on your days, you know. And so for some of those teens, waking up at like eight a.m. even earlier than that, depending (laughs) on how early you want to get down to breakfast. But first thing you do is you wake up, you clean your cabin if you want to get cleanest cabin award. 
Um, some people don't focus so much on cleaning their cabin, and it almost goes the other direction. How dirty can it be? Uh, some of those guys are really good at making it really dirty. We won't dirty. talk about the smell. No, it, and that smell creeps in like day oh one, gracious. like first few minutes. Not, so. You are not lying. Um, but you go to breakfast. After breakfast, uh, you have a meeting um, for cabin leaders and just anyone else that's working while all the students are up at the tabernacle with the ministry team. Ministry team has about an hour with the students. They always do different things. Sometimes it's been testimonials. Sometimes it's just been uh, talking about tough subjects uh, and really diving into that sort of thing, which is really cool. Um, and, and all the cabin leaders have their meeting uh, and, and the leadership just really gets everyone on the same page. And speaking of ready. cabin leaders, you were my cabin leader this past <laughs> summer. <laughs> that was a good time. It was a good time. We, we, won. Spent, we, we won. We won the, the, camp, camp cup. the camp cup. We won the gold. That's right. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Pastor Brad was the cabin leader, and I was his assistant cabin leader. Yep. But it was a good week. Yeah, it was won, a good won week. Won the gold. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you as you, you were walking us through the day. Yeah. So, so after, right after that morning meeting for cabin leaders and other workers and the the time up in the tabernacle for students, they go to electives, which is like basketball, gaga. Any, they always kind of switch it up. There's always something new um, at that. And then you go into your rec rotations, which is usually like the pool or slip and slide, uh, they do search and rescue, which is like basketball and dodgeball combined. Just a whole bunch of you, – you never know what you're going to get into game-wise. And it's like four rotations now, – now, correct me if I'm wrong – four locations for those yeah. that rotate through each day. Canteen. Yep. And that's downtime. Yeah. And a lot of times they work on memorizing their scriptures during that time. Yeah. But they – Getting snacks, doing snacks, that sort of thing. Yeah. CTV is usually around that, Film that spot. Them, so, so. Yeah. And it's kind of a, a low-key time. And then – Field game of some sort, which yeah. you mentioned, like sometimes it's slip and slide or the water slide, slip and slide, kickball, kickball, or then relay a tab- race or tabernacle type. game, yep, and a pool game, yeah. So it's a lot of getting wet, a lot of getting dirty, yeah, and uh, having good time. I think the first year that Donna worked way back when, um, I can't remember how long ago that's been now, but she had no earthly idea of what to pack. I think she packed all the wrong type of clothing, not realizing that. During the day, you need to be wearing stuff that can get dirty and can get wet. Yeah. And then you can clean up a little more at night. So it was an interesting learning experience for her first year cabin leading, which was, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago by now. We've been doing them. I can't remember how long we've been doing them. Um, For us, it's been multiple weeks each summer, just about every Mm. summer. So a lot of camps... A lot of them blur together. In yeah, they really now, do. But, but a lot of camps under the water for me. You went to camp all of your growing up years, I would assume. I did, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of camps uh, in your lifetime, yeah. too. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, in the afternoon, after all the wreck things, you walk us through the rest of the day. Yeah, so lunch is in between the rotations. So you have rotations, lunch, do some more rotations, and yeah. then after that you get cleaned up. Uh, and, and you go to dinner and right after dinner is service. And so service is when you have a couple songs at the beginning and then there's a, they always bring a great word mm-hmm. and then there's altar mm-hmm. time. Um, and okay. altar time is one of the greatest moments of camp. It's the p- pinnacle of the day. It, it really is the pinnacle. Yes. Um, watching it, it's just one, it's just amazing. I always love to stand off to the side and watch how God moves mm-hmm. during that time because mm-hmm. there is always such, an amazing move of God. And what I love about it too, is it's not something that is trying to be forced. It's not like right, a man-made right. thing. It really is like the speakers that they get, the leadership that we've always had in Virginia has always been really good at 
just allowing time for God to be God <laughs> and, right, and, just, right, right. and just watching uh, life change and students and even workers like you've, you've heard some amazing testimonies and seen some great healings from students and workers, which is really cool to see. And uh, just just that moment of life change in their life is is makes it all worth it. And everything really all day is working towards that moment. Oh, yeah. The because, building of relationships, yep. the having fun, the games. All the hard work, all the food, everything yeah. is working towards getting that child or that teenager in that altar experience. Absolutely, because it really you build unity through the day. Like yes, your cabin. You you have an opportunity right. as a cabin leader to really bring those yeah. students together and give a good example of who Christ is throughout the day. So yes. then, when they get to the altar, or when they really when they get to the message and and singing, they 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 enter this his course with singing and praise. Yeah. But then when, when that word comes down and, and they're actually listening, they're not only have they seen your example of Christ throughout the day, but now they're hearing who God really is and, and right. seeing who, what he's done for them and, and being it able to have that personal, opportunity. Yeah. Personal and a personal experience yeah. for them. And that, that's what we want to happen. And we're going, we're coming right up on a break here, Pastor Brad, but if anybody's listening that has children that are still, still at home, Encourage your children to go to camp. Do Absolutely. everything you can to get them to go to youth camp. And uh, we'll be right back after this break, and we'll talk a little bit more about youth camp, a little bit more about Pastor Brad's new role on the state youth board, uh, which that's the main board that will plan youth camps, <laughs> yeah. among other things. So thanks for listening today on the Bad Preaching Podcast. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Josie. We hope you are enjoying this episode of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Please join Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg each week and enjoy the discussion. Find our weekly sermons on Facebook or YouTube. Just search Nortonsville Church of God or visit our website for a podcast recording of each sermon at nortonsvillecog.com. Well, welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. Pastor Brad, Pastor Greg, we're talking youth camp today. And what got us going down this memory lane of youth camp was Pastor Brad was elected to the state Youth Board, along with Pastor Jacob from NCOG. Uh, how many people are on that board, Pastor Brad? I believe nine. Nine people. So two of our NCOGers. So that's pretty cool right yeah. there. And we were just talking at the break, Pastor Brad. You'll bring a new perspective to the Youth Board as you plan youth camp and the other events because you're not really that far removed from being a camper yourself. Yeah. And then a young worker in your early 20s at the camps. Mm. So uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's been pretty cool to grow up at camp and, and just be part, part of it and now be on that. this side of it. It's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Yeah, I think that's neat. What are some of the other events that uh, the State Youth Board plans? So we most recently, we have PK Retreat coming up this weekend. Well, right. when apple, apple, apple Butter is going to be going on. Tough for me to get that one out. But when <laughs> Apple Butter is coming it's up. It's a tough week. It really is. Makes you... Makes you a little <laughs> worried about it. <laughs> Makes you a little weary. Uh, but that same weekend, they'll have PK retreat. And so all pastor's kids get to come in and kind of have like a little weekend to themselves, uh-huh, a uh-huh. conference. Um, and then Guys Getaway and Girls Jamboree are also bigger events that, that they kind of youth, focus on as well. board focuses on and, and uh, provides those ministries statewide to uh, minister to the children and youth mm-hmm. all across the many churches that are in Virginia. Yeah. So it's really, really awesome stuff. Really, really awesome stuff. Well, it was a good week there in uh, in Roanoke earlier at the minister's meeting. We had fun. We um, Several of our pastoral team was able to be there. Yeah. You guys voted nice. on to 
the state ministries board. State ministries. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was I was excited. I was excited to be um, back on the board. I was I was blessed, honored to serve on that board the last two years. Yeah. And um, didn't know if I would be back or not. You know, <laughs> you never know how yeah. it's going to go. <laughs> and and what are some of the things that that board does? Well, okay, so that board is a very unique board. Uh, seven men are on on the ministries board, and um, church planting, church revitalization. Um, if there are churches that need assistance, uh, sometimes requests will come in, and then that board uh, examines the request and comes up with a strategy mm. to maybe help. Um, there have been times that maybe a pastor's salary was supplemented some from the board. Uh, maybe the church was given a lump sum of money to help. Maybe a certain amount was given per month for a church to help them in revitalization efforts. Okay. And then there's always a plan where um, that money is then, after the church becomes healthy, the money starts being recouped back to the state's ministry board so it can be used to help further uh, churches that might have needs in the future. Mm. So that part is really interesting. There's um, the Right Now Media that we use here at Nortonsville, mm. and people can use, but we use it for some of our classes from time to time. Uh, that was actually uh, an initiative that came through. Uh, Mark Carey presented it to the ministries board, and we approved paying for subscriptions for all of the pastors. And then some of the churches like ours chose then to get subscriptions for the church. So resources, um, revitalization, church planting. Um, there were some field churches that um, were in place prior to me being on this board. Mm. But I'm hoping that there will be some church planting maybe that will happen in these coming two years yeah, and multiply. We need to see more churches multiply. There are so many communities in our state that do not have um, a church of God there. Um, some maybe that don't even have a healthy church in their community. Mm. So, um, so I'm hoping that there will be some more church planting and the ministries board supports that, those types of efforts. Um, it has been mentioned that we might sponsor a conference for men. Okay, uh, That's one of the visions, I think, of our new uh, bishop. Uh, Bishop Morgan, who is brand new. So what did you think about his sermon? He had an awesome sermon. It was great, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really um, was just impressed in uh, in every way yeah. with our new bishop. It was uh, exciting. He was uh, very sincere. Mm -hmm. His heart really came through, very anointed. In very his, vulnerable uh, as well. Very vulnerable, yeah. uh, very inspiring, challenging. I felt like the Holy Spirit really bore witness that night in the mm -hmm. service during the altar time that concluded his sermon. I also liked him practically. Yeah. He gave us goals. He gave us data. Uh, pastor Brad, he gave each pastor a uh, packet that had our data of where our church currently is or has been over maybe the last year and then set goals of, of increase mm. and, and for us to work towards. And I've never had that happen. Yeah, that's pretty That awesome. was pretty neat. That yeah. was pretty neat. Um, it reminded me of my days in the school system when we would do school improvement plans. Mm. We would look at the data and then we would break it down and then set a goal in each of the subgroups and certain percentage growth that you wanted to see. And then you talk about how would you achieve that. So he showed us our data and then he set a 5% growth um goal in each of those areas 
And uh, so he's pushing us a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and that's good. Yeah. So I was excited about that. I thought it was really good. The ministers meeting all together was really good. It's always good to see other pastors and fellowship together mm. as well. So, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to serve on the ministries board this, this uh, second term. And that'll be it for me because after four years, you, um, you turn, you tenure out, you have yeah. to sit out a couple years and then you can be eligible again. So, um, so I just pray that the Lord will bless us, the youth board, the ministries mm. board, the state council, all of the different things that come about in the state, the Lord would bless them. But, um, but exciting times, exciting yeah. times for sure. And and you have a pretty big heart for church planting as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so it's cool to see that you get to be on a board that, where you really get to do a lot of that, you know? I'm excited about yeah. that. Yeah. I've, I've always had a heart to, you know, you think about churches and I guess we all just assume the church has always been there. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a church, you see a building, you see a group of people. But at some point in time, somebody had to pioneer the church. Yeah, Someone had to roll up their sleeves and, or, or even before rolling up their sleeves, have a vision to say, we need a church here. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that multiplication of churches is so important. And I really pray that, that uh, I can be a part of this, that our ministries board, our state overseer, that we can see more churches. Yeah. And, and then they can reach more communities. And it's a multiplication effect because the power of the local church is so significant. Mm-hmm. I think about Gordonsville, and I know we're, we're coming up on the end of the podcast, so I hope I can get this story in, <laughs> Pastor Brad. But I think of Gordonsville, that was my first pastorate. And I pastored there for two years and 10 months. And as of this recording, I've pastored at Nortonsville for three years and seven months. So that's my pastoral tenure because I had another life in education prior to yeah. going full-time in ministry, 16 years in education. But at any rate, at Gordonsville, I met the founding pastor at General Assembly this wow. past summer. I had met him one other time, but he and his wife had a vision to come to Orange County, Virginia, and start a church. Mm. And the story goes that literally the cinder block building that was the first phase of that church as far as the building part, he literally built it with his own hands. Wow. And I think his wife helped him and, and, you know, they kind of, they dug out that work, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. not just practically of building the building, but reaching people, bringing people together. And now some 50, I'm guessing here a little bit, Brad, but I think the church is about 51 or 52 years old over there. So some 52, let's just say 52 years later, there is a healthy, growing church there that is still meeting pe- meeting people's needs, ministering to people. People are getting saved and blessed and ministered to um, a healthy local church because Brother and Sister Smith, 52 years ago, mm. had it on their heart and they planted that church. Wow. They live in Florida now, and the largest percentage of people that are being ministered to by that church, they don't even know that, yeah. I'm sure. But I feel like... Spiritually, they bear fruit mm-hmm. and their reward in heaven Definitely. because that that ministry that they put in place. So I say, let's all, as we end the Bad Preaching Podcast, we may not all be church planters. We may not all be pastors. We may not be on state boards. But whatever it is that God has called us to do, let's be faithful in it. Mm-hmm. And let's pour our hearts into it. And let's ask the Lord to help us do something that's eternal, something that's lasting, something that will bless people even beyond the time that we're there in that season of our lives. And so uh, 
God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the Bad Preaching Podcast. Thanks for listening today. Join us next week on the Bad Preaching (laughs) Podcast.